When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So going to a movie on a Wednesday night was Not really bad. deeply enjoyable. All right. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience with somebody that I like spending time with. It was all very, very nice and wonderful. And I, as I'm walking out of the theater, I'm thinking, you know, I really should, I really should do that more often. I know I will. It'll be at least five years before okay, I go why? do it again. Because I just know myself well enough. I just, I just know. It's like exercise. Was with it me. empty? No, about half full. Okay. About half full. It, was, it wasn't empty, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. when I, I bought the tickets yesterday after the show or right before the show ended, and I had to pick the seats I wanted. Yeah, yeah. We Right in the middle, about two-thirds of the way up, Slee. That's kind of the sweet spot. Too far. <laughs> Get a little closer. Get up there. Like this along the way. A couple of quick tweets here. Francis and Glendale. Um, Emily, this is about you. Need M's jersey impression complaining about the smell of food in the theater. Thanks. Hashtag Tika Masala. <clears throat> hey, Machini, I can't have this tikka masala in my theater. You come to a movie, bring tikka masala, you have some good gabagool. <laughs> it sounds... <laughs> it's only getting better. It sounds like a bad Super Mario Brothers impression. Is what I should have played it instead of Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's hey. only getting better. I'm watching Mr. Ben Affleck. Two weeks ago, I was like, eh. Today, uh, does I'm anybody here, I, I know, other than me, watch The Simpsons even quasi regularly? No, nah. I do not. All right, there's a character that is the Luigi that is the owns an Italian restaurant that that is even the more closest. over the top. Than, than, than Luigi, it's, <laughs> it's pretty great along the way. One more here, uh, Trav as Wreck It Ralph in cosplay. That's not bad. You could do that. That's not bad. I could, I could. Play. Did you ever see Wreck It Ralph? Mm. It's pretty good. It's, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's kids movie, but as kids movies go, but it's like a but it's a Pixar thing. So Pixar is, I think, of yeah. the best of those. I, I don't know a if it look it up. I don't think so, but it's it's in that genre of yeah. kind of computer animation. It's it's pretty good, and it's about video games from more my era than yours, but some of yours on there as well. It's a Disney one, but so yeah, similar vein, similar, close enough. Same, they're cousins, right? Um, Juan Soto. The Padres and the Dodgers are kind of off to a similar start. They're both, I think, seven and six. Yeah. Um, the the Padres just had a good trip. They went into Atlanta, took three or four, and then they lost two or three to the Braves. They, Couldn't score a run. Two or three to the uh, Mets. To the Mets, that's mm-hmm. right. Beat Atlanta three or four, two or three to the Mets. The difference being the Dodgers have not played particularly good teams. The Padres have played a couple of pretty good teams along the way. So And keeps going. Tonight and, they start against the Brewers. Yeah, who are who are off to a great start that, too? Again, yeah. Dodgers get the Cubs again, then they get the Mets, and it, it, it turns mm-hmm. a little bit. The month of May, obviously, for the Dodgers, is the big deal. But Soto said something that I know bothered a lot of Dodger fans that didn't hit me quite the same way. Here he is talking about this upcoming season and their rivalry, or so to speak, against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think we don't worry about them. They should be worrying about us. I mean, mm. we showed up last year. I mean, we showed them what we have in the playoff, and uh, we just came up, played good baseball, and um, beat them. We Now we add more players. We have uh, more depth in, in our lineup. Uh, our bullpen is great. I always say we have one of, one of the best bullpens in the league, and I think they should be worrying about us. We don't worry about anybody. <laughs> 
Okay, so that's Padres outfielder Juan Soto saying that they shouldn't be worried. Uh, we shouldn't be worried about them. They should be worried about us. Mm-hmm. I get it's a little. It's a little. It, there's a little bit of heat in there. Is he not right? <laughs> like I, I when I read that, I'm like, it. It didn't hit me as oh, it wasn't that. It was you know he's probably right. They they do have a better team. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Dodgers can't win the division, can't go to the World Series, can't win the World Series, can't beat the Padres in a series. But as he's looking at that, if you're just for the first time ever, the Dodgers should be worried about what the Padres are doing. They put together a team that's better than the Dodgers. Doesn't mean they'll win more games, yeah. but they are better than the Dodgers. Okay, let me. I think there's a couple ways to explain this. When I read that and I hear that from Juan Soto, somebody who's representing the San Diego Padres, I have a natural tendency to be like, Juan, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't you're, do but that. you're not sneaking up on anybody. They're but, too good. You're, you're not wrong, but there's a just years of history of <laughs> no, 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 keep it down. There's yeah. no need to. There's no need but to the say history, that they had bad teams. They don't have a bad team. But here's here's the difference. Here's the other side. Juan Soto's Juan Soto. Juan Soto's history with the Los Angeles Dodgers. One year he faced them with the Nationals was unbelievable. And they went on to go win a World Nearly Series. broke Clayton Kershaw's soul with that home run in the right field. Okay, and they went on to go win a World Series. Juan Soto's other experience against the Dodgers is in a San Diego Padre jersey coming at the, you know, in the middle of the season. And his his hit got the Padres a 3-3 tie in, the, uh, in Game 4. And then eventually Cronenworth hits a single and they win the Game 5-3. Mm-hmm. His experience against the Dodgers is... He's had a tremendous amount of success against the Dodgers, specifically in the postseason. So the fact that that's Juan Soto saying that. we had Remember we were playing the Dylan Brooks a little bit earlier? Yep. Okay, well, Dylan Brooks is the type of guy where you're saying, wait a minute, you haven't gone... Juan Soto's not that guy. Juan Soto's already had that success at a very young age, and he's already won a World Series. And against that specific team... If Dylan Brooks had beat the Golden State Warriors two years in a row, he could say whatever he wants if Draymond Green is talking. I know this is just Juan Soto kind of going on, ripping in his own, but the fact that it's coming from Soto, I think is a little bit different because he has a little bit different history with the Dodgers. The guy, to me, is not nearly as important as the what. You're right. Juan Soto is far more accomplished with a greater track record against the people he's talking about, in this case the Dodgers, than Dylan Brooks is against the Lakers. I, I Yeah, sure. The Memphis Grizzlies you can, are not definitively better than the Lakers. They're not one of these teams that you're like, look, they are. The Padres are not sneaking up on anybody. Mm-hmm. They went out and spent all the money to yep. go get all the good players. Mm-hmm. Good for them. They've made it incredibly interesting. I like leaning into it when it's obvious. I like the idea of one sort of saying, yeah, they should be worried about us. We went out and signed Manny Machado to a long-term deal. We went out and got Xander Bogarts. We got Fernando Tatis coming back. We went out and signed Joe Musgrove to a long-term deal. Experience in the postseason together. We just beat them. Mm -hmm. I I think that is incredibly valuable. It means nothing once it comes comes time to play against each other. Yeah. But I like that they're leaning into it because I think that it could also have – one thing I don't like about it as a Dodger fan is I think this is the right way to play it if you're a Padre person. You can't pretend that this isn't happening. You have to embrace you're the right fact. About that. I agree that, with you. Hey, look, we're supposed to win. The thing you go, hey, anything can happen in baseball. That means you're already uncomfortable Those with Those were this. the quotes you hated about the Dodgers hated last it. year. Hated it. Where they were hated before it. postseason even hated started, it. they were setting up something like, hated you it. have 106 wins. You're going to end up at 111. Why are you setting up? 
that, hey, anything can happen in the postseason. When you have a good team, you can't pretend that you don't. Mm-hmm. You can't pretend, well, it's pretty random. We know. We know, but you have the best team. The Padres right now might have the best team. We'll see. A lot of things have to happen. Tatis coming back into this could be super weird. The Dodgers are a weird team this year. Again, they played 13 games, so take it for what it's worth. They either score 10 runs or one. They've got a really weird team. Their bullpen flat out stinks. They got to get that. Yet another, Yancey Almonte was not very good last night. Bickford was bad again. He's been bad all season. Evan Phillips bounced back after yeah, a did. bad night. Yep. He looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. But their bullpen is not that. Hey, Gratterall, DeVezia, to Phillips to game over. It's not that anymore. It's, all right, Kershaw did a really good job last night to keep it at three. Didn't let any more runs in. Got us through the sixth inning. And here we go. And it's like, okay, who's, I'm a base hit. Oh, boy, here we go. Mm. It's They're a weird team. After their first four guys, you're counting on guys that I don't know if James Altman's going to stay this hot. Sure. Hope so. Sure. I, Miguel Vargas, hope so. Sure. Rojas just got hurt. Now Chris Taylor's got to play shortstop. Sure. So he's in the lineup every night. Max Muncy hits two home runs every time he plays in, in, San in, in San Francisco. But everywhere else, he looks like he's still trying to figure out what's going on. They're in a weird spot where the Padres just – they're going to get better. It's Fernando Tatis is as maybe as unlikable of a guy as he's become. Pretty darn good. Sure, he's gonna he's gonna really make them a better team. Mm-hmm. Like Musgrove they, will be back soon. Sure, I love that they're leaning into it. They have no option. The, 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 it's the only option. If oh anything could happen, that sucks. That doesn't work for me. Well, I, and I I think when you said it, it didn't hit you as much as who said it. I think what you just said. I like that it came from this individual, yeah. that it but came from say, this if person. If it was Cronenworth, wouldn't you feel kind of the same way? That not just a guy, Juan Soto might be the best player in the league. Jake Cronenworth is a integral part of what the pods do. Mm-hmm. He's an everyday player. Sure. He's a pretty good player. They just mm-hmm. resigned him too. Mm-hmm. But he's not Machado or Tatis or Soto. I think it would come, I, the Cronenworth's a good example because it would be out of character. You're like, yeah. oh. Cronenworth, what'd you say? Where Soto, maybe it's a little more expected. He's got that swag. He does do his little shuffle at the plate. Like, there are certain things that he brings to the table that's a little bit of it. It's interesting, actually, you said about, I didn't pay that much attention to the matchups yet. You're right that the Padres have had a tougher schedule so yes. far. But when do when do they face? What's the first? May 5th. May okay. 5th kicks off a three-game series, and then they, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then they play the following Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Dodger Stadium. They Petco, then Dodger Stadium. And then not back until weekends. late, I think you said. Then they don't play them again until... Maybe August, or is it September? They play three, four-game series beginning of August, and then they play them in September. Mm-hmm. Not in June, not in July. Yeah, so they when they face off, it's going to be a good measuring stick. It's going to be... I'm changing the subject here a little bit. Freddie Freeman had a 15-pitch at-bat last night. It really was. Unbelievable. Super fun. Those at-bats usually end with either a strikeout or an extra base hit. Mm-hmm. Then it ended when a walk was a little anticlimactic. 15, and, and by the way, it was 2-0, two, 2-2, two and 3-2, oh, two and, two, and, two, and then nine consecutive foul balls to get us to the to keep it at a full count. And then he walked. See an online people. Oh, this could change the dodge. Slow down. So it was an at-bat. It's a good one, a really good one. But can we pump the brakes on one at-bat changing the course of the season? Can I tell you it was the most exciting walk I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> like when he when he, That's funny. got rid he of his bat, bat yep, yeah. he was like as if he hit a three-run homer. <laughs> 
it was exciting, but the I don't know if like the Dodgers if the Dodgers go on to win the World Series. Yeah. I don't think that there's going to be the the Dodgermentary of, you know, back on April 12th, Freddie had a 15 pitch at bat against Tyler Rogers that changed everything. It was pretty exciting though. 13 pitch. Fouls it again. <laughs> Pop up. Here it comes. Freeman takes ball four. <laughs> he wins the marathon with a bases loaded. You hear that crowd? And a 15 pitch at bat. And the Dodgers have taken the lead. I'm talking about you're talking about the crowd right there, Slee. I'm glad you brought that up. Los Angeles sports fans mm-hmm. have earned their reputation of letting other people's fans infiltrate their stadiums. It happens at Dodger Stadium, Angel Stadium. It happens with the Rams, obviously. And, you know, look, when the Lakers play, teams like the Celtics, you see jerseys, you see Warriors stuff. It, it happens, mostly because people from other places move here, right? Yeah. And we, we're kind of chill. We're good. That ballpark last night in San Francisco was half Dodger fans. How is Petco, that, Petco how is Park that possible? is mostly Dodger fans. When I was watching that game when I got home last night. Every you you looked, there's far more oh, blue yeah. than orange. Listen in to those the, the call. Yeah. The Joe Davis call, you just hear it in the background. <laughs> That's that, I love that, that sounded almost like a home game. But I, I disagree a little bit there. I don't think it's as balanced as you think. Dodgers in San Francisco, you're not getting that type of a crowd here in in, in LA no, of, no. of giant fans. I agree with you're that. You're not getting I mean when I when it's the Cubs and the Yankees though, Slee, it's mm. it's a lot of Cubs and so, Yankees. So those may be because outside the division they don't face each other. It's like a real experience. Maybe maybe you're right on that one. But I was uh Dodger fans travel. I was pretty alone at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. The, that, not with the Padres. It's not with the Padres. The Giants are probably third. No, like very Cubs, alone. Cubs, and the weird thing about the Dodgers-Cubs, mm-hmm. because they're blue, it doesn't pop mm-hmm. the way that you might think it might otherwise. Like when the Rams played the Bills and the Cowboys. Right. Oh, yeah, you kept saying You're like, guys, they're also blue. <laughs> You're not seeing it. When they play the 49ers and it's red, it's like, oh, right. It's totally Every different. Every Rams PR person. No, that's one of ours. Uh, I don't think it is. We'll count it. Yeah, it, it was It was fun to see. Dodger fans are the best. They, they And part of the reason that Giant fans don't really, I don't say there aren't a lot, but it's not mm-hmm. quite the same. I've been to, uh, what is it now? Is it, what's AT&T? I think it's called AT&T. I think it's AT&T. Yeah, I've been there as a Dodger fan and felt totally fine. I don't know if the same is true of Giant okay. fans in Dodger State. Can I? Can for I, better or for probably worse. You would you just go to more games, period. But my experience when I was there for the playoff game, man, I had when I say zero point zero issues, mm-hmm. I mean zero point zero issues. I'm talking about people who are sitting next to me. We're BSing about the game. We're talking yep. about it. Julio was pitching that night, yep. and um, that that was my own personal experience. Can I tell you something? But all you need is one bad seed, and For it sure. kind of changes everything. Here's the difference. Mm-hmm. Here's the biggest difference. The Padres have never been up until now a serious threat to the Dodgers. Sure. And when they came into that game that you and I were both at. This was a, ah, we're going to kick the you-know-what out of sure. these guys. Ah, it's ah, cute, nice, you know, ah, right on. It, if it happens again, mm-hmm. you will not have the same experience. Mm-hmm. If you have a Padre sweatshirt or hat or whatever it is, you will have a different ride than you did because now they are a threat. Now mm-hmm. they are in the way. 
Last year, at that point, it didn't feel like they were in the way. Yeah. It felt like they were just, oh, this is the first team we get to tune up along well, the way. Well, I'm going to have to try again then. <laughs> you should do it. We should go have some more beers again. That was fun, too. All right, Brian Windhorse talking about Game 1, Lakers-Grizzlies. How important is it? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I don't know if I like this or hate this, Al, but it's spot on is what it is. When we were talking about, uh, Taylor was asking us during uh, Hey Did You See if you and I would ever participate in any cosplay. Yeah. Somebody suggested that if you and I were going to do one together, mm-hmm. that we do it as Haas and Little Joe from Bonanza. <laughs> that you, by the way, you come out really good in this. You're Michael Landon. Michael Landon was like a television star for 50 years, universally regarded as the handsomest man on TV. Okay. Well, they already screwed it up. <laughs> Michael Landon is a really handsome person. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think Haas looks like? Right. <laughs> That this that I'm Hoss in this whole thing really kind of sucks with a gap tooth grin. <laughs> he's gap toothed. He's 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 heavy, and he kind of looks like he might be a little slow. <laughs> that that you I look like. <laughs> You look like a linebacker in the league. Like Lenny no, from no, a- I don't. I look like. But he's been in the league for. <laughs> you look like four Lenny years from Mice and Men if, if you're doing Hoss. Whoa. <laughs> Haas. Haas looks a little bit like that. I'm just saying. Get him, man. At least you get to wear your boots, Trav. Yeah, I could boots, wear my you get boots. The cowboy hat. That's a good point. Like I don't. The, the reason I'm not genuinely upset. It's it, it's way too good. That it's way too good. Is probably not the best. That's Haas. Look, see here's That's Haas. Here's Haas and little Joe at the bottom of the screen right there. And that you get to be Michael Landon. I'm okay with. That's fine with me. <laughs> How much Haas? money would you need to dress up like that for a show? To like Haas. So yes. if you got me the costume, I'd put it on. I don't need any money. Okay. Yeah. I, if you. You got I need a vest. I need a western shirt. I need the hat, I'm just, jeans. I'm, I'm looking for a, a, like a, a wager for the playoffs. The NBA <laughs> no, playoffs are I, I'll all do it. Do. I'll okay. do it. Like it's see because I could conceal my essence as Haas, right? Like that's the whole point. Like the 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 thing that would really make me think twice is if I had to dress like Michael Phelps at the Olympics. That's the part. I'd be like, oh hell no, skins, hundred <laughs> percent going skins. Haas and Little Joe. You, you, I don't want. Can I at least be the dad? Get <laughs> Lauren Green in this situation? No, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> so I told, told Taylor, he goes, "I know what Haas looks like," and then he saw her. You're like, "Oh, yeah, no, that works." I don't. I don't think I like you for the rest of the day. It's Haas. It's Jeb Bush. It's better it's, than uh, the the mice of men reference, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just mean. 
That's I'm, a, I've never seen Bonanza before. Well, but Lenny's okay. Lenny's not only big and strong. There's yeah. something up with Lenny. Right. Like Lenny, right. Lenny's Lenny. He's like the 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 standard for you know cut him a little slack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't true, I don't want to be true, known as that. True. Okay. <laughs> so who said that? That's uh, Rams Rams Steve. <laughs> You're gonna get blocked for a yep. couple of days. For doing that along Muted. the way. It's, <laughs> I don't like how accurate that is. All right. Uh, Brian Windhorst talking about the first game of the series, the Lakers and the Grizz, coming up on Sunday. LeBron James isn't going to be stressing it. You want to know why I know that? Because he's lost game one 21 times in his career. Guess what? He's won the series 12 of those times. More than any team in, mm. and anybody in history, according to Hembo, LeBron has won after losing game one. So, yeah, the Lakers will, will try to do it. I don't think that the Lakers need to do anything other than win a game in Memphis. That's it, right? Game one, game two, game five, game seven. Just win one of them, and you're in pretty good shape. Well, I I, I actually, I I think the first, I I don't think you go down 0-2. Can they come back from 0-2? They can. The problem is, um, I I think the thing that's going to hurt the Lakers most in this series is the fact that they're 80-plus games in. Now it's the postseason. I think the reason why they had such a bad week and a half is because it just looked like they were tired. It looked like they were gassed. We talked a little bit about this yesterday where we said that um, you can tell that the way they were playing in that final game, whether it's Minnesota or it's Phoenix, go to any of these games, they just look gassed. The question is, are they going to be tired versus a fresh Memphis Grizzlies team? That's my biggest concern with the Lakers going to the postseason now. Just for game one or the whole series? Uh, so I'm talking about the whole series. Yeah, I like agree with that. The, the wind horse thing, I don't disagree. Or If they lose game one, I'm not sitting here sweating it. They're supposed to lose However, game However, you lose the first two, I'm sweating it. Yeah, that's different. I, I don't think winning four out of five against a Memphis Grizzlies team where you already look like you're gassed. Look, you I, already look like you're tired. I want to change it. Winning four out of five against the Houston Rockets is hard. Mm-hmm. It's it 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 just is right. It, 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 these are NBA players, and now obviously elevated up to the second seed in the West, beating them four times in five nights. That's hard. Mm-hmm. I, I don't the opponent aside, and obviously they're a good opponent. They need to win one of those first two games. But if they don't, as long as they win game three, you can exhale a little bit because now it changes. I know the math is still the same, but now you just need to win one more, and now it's right back in their court. Now it's an even series, and game five turns the whole thing. Do you you agree with this? The longer the series goes, it's going to benefit the Memphis Grizzlies? I think that's true. If every series the Lakers play from this point forward, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, for, and, and especially that kind of team, young teams. Yes. They're not, it's, and it's also hard to believe that the Lakers wouldn't wouldn't play a wouldn't would sweep anybody because I don't think they can. They're, Sweeps they're in not the playoffs get, are pretty rare. They're well, not going to get five. Memphis is not going to be the type of team where it's like, hey, they lost because they got tired. No, but the Lakers can lose a series because they just ran out of gas. I that think, can happen to the Lakers. I think they're going to be fine on Sunday when it comes to like freshness yeah because they'll have had four days off i think that's fine after that even though you get a couple of days off in between every game but the final one i think it is that is still the lakers are significantly different than most other teams even teams like kevin durant is not a young player steph curry is not a young player lebron is not just in his 20th season he's still got that foot thing i know we kind of just move it's still there 
Anthony Davis is always, you know, cross your fingers, toes, and everything else you got that he stays healthy. It's a big question with him. D'Angelo Russell is just off of an injury that had him miss a bunch of time towards the end of the season. They are in a different spot. These are older players. Even an older team like the Warriors, Wiggins is just back. Steph's missed some time. They've all missed some time. They don't feel as squeezed by the timeline as the Lakers. The Lakers are the most squeezed by the timeline. When, to, to answer, you know, Windhorse is saying how is it important to win the first game. I, I don't, as long as, you just need to split. How it happens, I don't think matters. I just tell you, yeah. and I know home court advantage, we said this a little bit yesterday, that playoffs don't start until the first road team wins a game, whatever the case is. Going down 0-2 sounds like it's trouble. the worst recipe possible. Can they win a game in Memphis? Of course they can. It's not like they're playing the 98 Bulls or whatever it is. Yes, they can. But those first two games, if you don't walk away with a win in Memphis and you're 0-2 coming back to crypto, I don't think it's like every other series where you're like, oh, well, they just held their home court. Lakers will be fine. This is a little contradictory, but I think that if the, even if the Lakers lose them both, they're still not going to panic because of the personnel on their team, and Correct. Pr- particularly because of LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's been through this a lot. LeBron, LeBron came back from three-one in the finals. He he knows the road back to these things. There's nothing that's going to freak him out. There's nothing that's going to be panicky about him. The opposite of that is if the Lakers do win one of those first two games, I think Memphis is jittery. Yeah, it, it, it is Big the time. team that look uh, is it happening again that are, are we going to do it do they start to chirp more do they start to chirp at each other do they start to chirp at the referees that they're the team that if the pressure gets turned up a little bit the heat gets turned up a little bit that i think they're more likely to struggle with that i think that i do think that jaw's the best player in the series i do but I think that LeBron is the guy that can control the series the most, if that makes any sense. So if the Lakers get a chance to to have an advantage, win on the road, I think LeBron can really use that. Le- jaw just needs to be awesome. That that becomes harder if they fall behind. Pa- part of what you just said right there about if the series is tied 1-1 and it comes back to crypto and now all of a sudden maybe you got Memphis kind of thinking twice, man, we, really, we, we should have held home court and we didn't do it, whatever the case is. The other part of it, and I think this is why I go to if you go down 0-2, now they become loose. Now it's kind of like, not house money, but we don't have to win this game. But if we win this game, we kind of take a we take a, a chokehold of the series. You don't want Memphis to feel loose. You want them to feel tight like you were talking about. Yeah, and they'll get tight quick based on their personality. Right? I don't think Jaw's scared, but Jaw's emotional. Jaw ja is... Dylan Brooks is clearly emotional. They're an mm-hmm. emotional team. They are a, in what's the difference between inexperienced and not quite what the because they're not inexperienced. They have some experience. Less experienced than what the Lakers are. They're less not a veteran. Calm. Yeah. They're not full. I, I don't know what that not terminology unproven. is. Unproven, but they've been in it. But but the reason why we don't pick them and Denver and Sac- or take Sacramento out. Denver's been to the playoffs. Denver's got to the Western Conference Finals with the Lakers. Then they had injuries and they haven't been able to get over that up. But I think I think for Memphis it's just unproven. You're proven you could get there. You're proven you could get uh, you could win around in the playoffs. But unproven in we can make a real run and they haven't done that. 
People are responding to Haas, and I don't like it. They're, they're, they they like it as much as Taylor likes it. <laughs> they I have other suggestions, too, I, which are pretty good. I haven't seen Taylor this excited about making fun of me in quite some time, so we'll, we'll lean into the Haasness of it all for the rest of the day, maybe. Look, Halloween's not super far away. Maybe I've got an early Halloween costume. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, two things. One, we've gotten some other great suggestions about what you guys could cosplay as. We have uh, Moraine Man and Barnacle Boy. I think that's great. Uh, SpongeBob. Do you know what? The, okay, I was gonna say, do you know what that is? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. It's, I, it's I have a little SpongeBob knowledge, not a ton. And then who, there, who would be who though? Uh, uh, Mermaid Man, Travis, Barnacle okay. Boy, uh, Alan. Yeah, we also have um, Timon and Pumbaa. So, That's pretty uh, good. Tomorrow Pum was good. No, <laughs> Haas and Little Joe is the best one that we've come up with so far. Agreed. And you then know, also, yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. I just like when was that from? Bonanza. The sixties. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I'm, like, have you not seen the picture? No, I did not see the. Picture. Oh. The picture is pretty funny. <laughs> now the picture is. The other yeah, thing to look out legit. for is Red Sox and Rays are playing right now. Rays are currently 12-0 and in the season. They can go 13-0 and and tie the record for the best start in wow. MLB history. They're currently down 2-1 to one to the Sox. So we'll keep you guys updated on that if there's any any movement. All right. Let's go Rays. So uh, last night, between the Raptors and the Bulls, uh, there was an unprecedented um, event <laughs> happening at the free throw line. What, so- are you la- what are you laughing at, Greg? <laughs> what happened? What are you laughing at? <laughs> That's amazing. What, what are you laughing at, Greg? <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. I'm wrong. That works. I know. Travis is right. That's perfect. That's what I'm saying. We're not doing any better. Now. All right. So Raptors and Bulls were playing yesterday. The Raptors missed 18 of their 36 free throw attempts. That's the most yeah, missed free not throws good. in a winner-take-all playoff good. game or play-in game since the Lakers missed 19 in this Game 7 of the 1969 Finals. So the reason potentially, though, is because DeMar uh, DeRozan's daughter was doing uh, <laughs> so she was she was doing some offense when they when the uh, Raptors were taking uh, free throws. So this is what she sounded like whenever any Raptors player took a free throw. <laughs> yes. So she was screaming whenever they took a free throw, and considering it's in it's in Toronto, and you every could time, hear it exactly, perfectly. it was very clear. Yeah. So, uh, and also Demar said that they will not bring her <laughs> to Miami, but <laughs> this is a put gen- her on scholarship, <laughs> take her everywhere they go. Well, this is a genius tactic, and the Bulls should continue this through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Travis Fatrick. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? It's it's not like it's some random fan from the stands. It's Demar Derozan's daughter. If you want to throw her. To, to in the series and give her a good seat near the Bulls bench and look 
even a bad free throw shooting team should make more than half of their foul shots, especially at home. And they, I have a hard time saying that that didn't have something to do with it. Even if it's just one or two, it could be the difference. Yeah, bring uh, bring daughter DeRozan with you. Why not? Berg? Yeah, it's fact. I mean, keep doing it until it doesn't work. I don't see what the problem is. I mean, the the sound is quite loud. And Adam Silver might step in. <laughs> but why? He's she's in the stand. She can do whatever she wants. She's not. She's like, not profane. She's not profane. Yeah. She's just making loud she's, screeching sounds. It's pretty loud. It is really she's loud. Just screaming bloody murder. <laughs> I mean, it might hurt her throat for after a little while. But yeah, she no, may, <laughs> she may tap herself out before she like by, by the second game of the series she's done anyway. She's not going to Miami because she <laughs> lost her voice. <laughs> right. no school, forget school. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, but I think it's great. Keep doing it. Okay, Al? Fact. Uh, we're all superstitious to some extent when it comes to sports. When something's working, <laughs> you got to ride it. Yeah. And if it means DeMar DeRozan's daughter has to scream from the top of her lungs wherever they go to just get in the playoffs, uh, I say you keep doing it. Like she got a lot man. of love on a lot of highlights yesterday. <laughs> all right, Taylor? Okay, fact, I like this. I like that she's cheering on her dad, but we got to be careful what we wish for here. Just imagine if everybody, you know... Starts doing that? Like, everybody starts doing it. Like, 16,000 people screaming bloody murder. True, true. Murder. But I if it's working... Too. Okay, let's go around the room. Can Sounds like a nightmare. Can any of you even make that sound? No. No, neither can I. Emily, could you get that high? Uh, maybe, I'm not going to do it right yeah. now. Why not? Try. But I... I'm not going to do it. <laughs> because yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Just Taylor, away. Only like, young kids <laughs> like that. and girls can oh. get that. Oh. What is he doing? Why do is it? he making that noise? <laughs> the noise that Alan is making is just perfect. <laughs> I don't think you can get there. <laughs> right. I'd really like you to try, Emily. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, seriously, move maybe, the mic away and try. No, not, I would love no, to hear it. I, I won't be able to speak for the rest of the show if I do that. I'll try it. All right, so Kathleen Karate has been named the Rat Czar of New York City. And so she was. Um, she gave her speech yesterday. And so I'm going to give a little Quite portion a of her speech to uh, New York City. As New York City's first director of rodent mitigation, I will bring a science and systems-based approach to reducing New York City's rat population with a strong focus on cutting off the food, water, and shelter rats need to survive and ensure every New Yorker is prepared to take up this mantle in this fight. Pizza rat may live in infamy, but rats and the conditions that support their thriving will no longer be tolerated in New York City. No more dirty curbs, unmanaged spaces, or brazen burrowing. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and with your help, we'll send those rats packing. So, again, why don't we all love that we're living in New York City and this is what we're talking about, but uh, the rats are going to hate this, and y- <laughs> you would be the rat czar of New York City for the right price. Berg, Dr. Cap. I mean, I'll do almost anything for the right price. <laughs> yeah, damn right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it depends how much money we're talking here. But also, I mean, like, the rats are part of the charm of New York City, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what you kind of See expect. See that? Was that a cat? Nope, that's a rat. <laughs> that's a rat. Yeah. So, I mean, yes. So, it's fact. The question is, would I do anything at the right price? A hundred percent, yes. Al? Cap, I would mess it all up. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm not going to be the right person. If it's oh, up to me, science. if it's up to me, I'll catch them and let them out into like an open field. I won't. <laughs> I, right I do a catch. I do a catch and release. <laughs> I do that at home. I get a mosquito. If I could catch it, it's like go, go back out there. Trap a big pack going I, to the subway. I would only do it if I got to be called the Rat Czar. She introduced herself as the new rodent mitigation expert. That that title sucks. Rat Czar is pretty great. Like if you if I could I get like a. You know, a 
chain that just said Ratzar <laughs> across just my chest. One of those big ones. Yeah, I'd have ears. <laughs> I'd what whiskers. was her title? What was her title? She called herself uh, the head of rodent mitigation. It's like R- on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Radzar is much better. Um, the the rodent population in New York City. I know that it's kind of apocryphal and all these things, but if you've spent any time, oh there, yeah. It's disgusting. They're thriving. It is so oh, charming. gross, and mm-hmm. something needs to get done about that. And if uh, rodent mitigation lady's up for it, good on her. Right, yeah, I think she's full of crap. What's she going to do? Yeah, exactly. What, Science. What can you she's do? all talk. There's a million rats on the farm, right? They're- Not really. More, no? More mice than rats. Okay. Mm. Okay. We had a lot of cats that would just oh, kind of take is a that, of Is that. that the answer, just to release a bunch of snakes and cats in <laughs> New York City so they can eat well? Yeah, just replace one invasive species for another. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Watch out by Wall Street. There's snakes. a python that's <laughs> <laughs> just waiting there. Yeah, we're glad. That's one reason why we're glad we're all in Los Angeles. All right, so... We got our issues. Don't worry. We got, <laughs> we got, we got plenty of raccoons here. We got plenty of stuff out here. <laughs> you especially. Yeah. Home raccoons. Yeah. All right, so Coachella is this weekend. It's the opening weekend for Coachella, and I got Got to think, well, one of my roommates is going, so fun, great, good for them. But you would go to Coachella with a coworker, uh, Alan, that's your cap. And I'm going to say any coworker. I'll let you name any coworker. You would go to Coachella with a coworker. Yeah. Uh, cap. And it has nothing to do with the coworker. It has to do with going to Coachella. So if I can go do something else with a coworker, uh, Trav, you want to go catch a ball game? Let's go do it. You guys want to go out, all grab some dinner? Let's go do it. It's the Coachella part that I'm not going to go to, so it has nothing to do with the coworker. I'm out on this one. Cap okay. for me. I would go under very specific circumstances, but I'm mostly without. Like if it were just, do I want to go with Coachella and I can take anyone? No, I, I have no interest in ever participating. Three in that. day pass. That said, if somebody that can control whether or not I get to keep working here asks me, I'm going. Right. If somebody says, hey, you want to go to Coachella? Not really. I really think you should come to Coachella with me. Then I would go. Haas is more of a stagecoach guy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Thank call. you. Thank you. I would, I would go to stagecoach willingly with my 10 gallon hat. Bert? Uh, Cap, same reason as Saliwa. There is zero chance I'm going to Coachella. I don't care who you are. I don't care if we're the best of friends at work. What is he like the VIP thing? Okay, that's a little interesting. I don't care. Because at least that, which I haven't done it. All right, now we're talking. Come on. And then, uh, I don't know, Bob Marley's hologram. (laughs) (laughs) No, no holograms. Taylor, you want to go? Let's go, bro. I'm ready. There you go. You got got a friend to go with. I got sold. No, I'm still completely out. I have no interest in being in that area. You're the music guy here. Fact. Yeah, I would. I would do it. Uh, I do it with Slee. Let's go, Slee. Uh, but the few yeah. times that I've been, so I went um, 2017, 2018, and it was with coworkers. So I'd do it again. All right. All right. So uh, there's a New York Times article about how women, uh, American women, are now much more likely to try this thing called Tinder Passport. And Tinder Passport is something you can sign up for, and you can. Expand your range enough that you can go and match the people in other countries. So you can go match with someone in London and in Spain and Greece and all these places and mm. because they are, quote unquote, fed up with American men. So, uh, but let's flip it on your side. You think it's a good idea to start a relationship with someone in, a, in another country if you're not having luck domestically. Taylor, fetch your cap. Uh, fact, yeah, it works for some people. I actually, I've done this before, so it's the reason I moved to L.A., because I was in a relationship with a Danish woman. Um, that wow. fell through, and I, I fell in love with L.A., but, it, you know, it works for some people, so go for it. Trav? Yeah, I, I so I mean, 
that you picked Denmark is interesting to me because I think if you're going to go international, it has to at least be relatively practical, right? Like if you're here and you want to go Canadian or Mexican or something like that, sure, that's at least close enough. But if you match with somebody in Mongolia or South Korea, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a haul to get to, to get together with that person. So I think it matters on which part of the geography we're talking about. Berg? Uh cap. I have no interest in. Hi, Steve Mason. Hi. What's up, Mace? Uh, I'm to do a little factor cap. Oh, all right. I thought you were just coming in to pile in on me being called Hoss. <laughs> 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 Michael Landon without the hair. Michael Look, Landon at least I'll was take handsome. It. Yeah, no, he had glorious hair. Too. Yeah, he which did. is did why it wasn't a good match. Yeah, it was something about what, Tinder. Denmark. Would you would you Tinder internationally? Tinder passport. Tinder. Yes. Oh hell yes! Are you kidding me? That <laughs> well, would be if, fascinating. If, the question, yeah, the question is though, if you're not having success here, here. in America, oh, would you would go, you go somewhere, else? somewhere else to fu- to make it work? Uh, yeah, uh, I would go to Amsterdam <laughs> on a, Tinder. So you're gonna go a, on Tinder and Tinder you're gonna put on in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Is it good? At a specific oh, yeah, coffee yeah. shop. Plus, at a certain <laughs> coffee shop. It's a certain district. A certain district, <laughs> not in the red light district, but in the you know the other fun part of town. Yeah, I think that would be great, Amsterdam. All right, Al. Um, it's a good I idea. I, I would not do it, but it's a good idea. At least at the absolute worst. You're getting a chance to meet somebody from a different part of the world. Maybe you're learning something about their culture, where they're from. Sometimes we get so stuck in what we have here in the States. Trav, when's the last time? We've talked about this, right? You haven't gone out in a long time. Not including Mexico and Canada. I've not left North America in 30 years. When I think traveling is one of the best things that you could do. So I love the idea for somebody who's looking for dating. Maybe they're going to have luck here. And even if they don't find the right match, they get to explore another country, learn about another country. Yeah, I think a lot it's a good of people thing. on dating apps, I think, see the same person over and over. I, I you know, again, I'm not on dating apps, yeah, but you know? I, I hear, I hear you, know, you, you wind hear up seeing the, the same person over and over and over again, right? Does that you happen to you? you? No, it does assume. not. No. I, I'm on dating. I don't know if it happens to you, Emily, but on yeah, the dating apps that I was on, I'm not on them anymore, but yeah. I don't see the same people. Over and over. They're different Can't people you on different strike apps. Strike them? Can't, aren't they like if you go well, on the not one interested? App, mute them. Like on forever? Bumble. Yeah. yeah, if you hit left, if you swipe left. What's Bumble? Like what's Bumble, the, that's the, is one that the hookup the one? Pick. The girl. Oh, so you both you both have to swipe right. Tinder's but, the one that's just that's a hookup one. Yeah, that's right? a hookup app. Yeah. They're all a hookup app. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah, Hinge, yeah, not so much. But no, like Bumble's just the woman has to talk to you first. But no, I. But once you swipe left, they're gone. You can't see them ever. Oh, you'll again. never see them again. Okay, got it. I've From never been I'm, there, so I don't. What if I no, change no, yeah. my mind? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you yeah. What if my no. situation changes? It's like <laughs> you know, I wasn't before, but now you know. Tap left twice. <laughs> you just put him in the maybe file. Oh, I know. And you could put a picture right. of Hoss <laughs> in your profile. Did you see this picture? Yeah. Oh, you no, did. I didn't. I oh, didn't see it. But also, you pay more to go be able to go back on somebody. You can pay for Bumble Premium, Tinder Premium, uh, a Hinge Premium to go back on people if you if you miss. Oh, you can't. Oh, that is so great. <laughs> that is so great. It absolutely is Travis and Sliwa. Doesn't that look just like this? Is Get that cowboy hat on. First yeah, of all, Hoss you already got a you got a boot guy. <laughs> Who pulled that reference? That sounds like a Michael Thompson reference, it doesn't it? He's a, the one that was alive. Ram Steve. 
It's yes. Ram Steve is the answer to the question of who put that together. All right, I got one more quick one. Was for it you? Guys. Was it? No, it was, it was not me. I, I was kind of. I thought the That's Lenny was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, see, I feel like I, I, I got, thought Lenny I got was certain okay. feelings yeah. about Lenny. I, I know. I, I feel know. like that's not very nice it to me. It is not very nice. You're right. <laughs> Lenny was not nice to you. No. Trav Mace came this early. Let's just start super cross talk <laughs> right now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do super it. cross. Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done, Em? Is that the last one? I'll do one more, and I, right. I want to just have Mace, because he can come in have a question for this. So, uh, Gen Zs are getting are more likely to give blood the last few weeks, because the Red Cross, you know how they give out like a t-shirt, or they give out candy, mm-hmm. all that stuff if you, if you give blood. So, they've been doing this Snoopy shirt, this like cute little Snoopy shirt at the corner of the Red Cross, and people are going crazy for it on TikTok, and they're like giving blood so they can get this Snoopy shirt, because otherwise you can't get it. So, this is a genius marketing idea from the Red Cross. Mace, Patrick Cap. Fact, if everybody wants a shirt and you want people to donate blood, seems like a perfect opportunity. I'm not sure what, I, I mean, I have a beagle, so I love Snoopy. I'm a big Snoopy guy. Would you do this? I'm a big Snoopy guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as, as people say. Yeah, uh, yeah no, Mason, I, Snoopy guy. I, I, do, I do it for the t-shirt yeah i mean if the t-shirt's cool fact it's a great idea berg do i get a cookie too yes you get you get snacks then cookie yes, and shirt. Totally a little in. bit of yeah, juice a little cup of juice yeah, afterwards. yeah you need a little cup it has to be the small cup you can't the have small, a, a little of dixie cup <laughs> yeah there's only so much juice to go around uh fact for me it's a good idea because it's working right right that there's just the mere fact that you're drawing people to go give blood and that shirt's working it's a good idea for that if you told me hey Go give blood. I'm not going for the Snoopy shirt. I'm going to give blood. But if it's working for them, by all means, great idea. Trav? Even though I'm more of a Lucy guy, oh, you're more of a Lucy <laughs> I like that guy. she takes the football back. I yeah. like that. It's kind of my. So I like that. I like that. I promise. Although I that's a prank, and you hate pranks. I don't know. I like you're anti prank. Here's Lucy. Here's why. He's changing. He's changing. Nope. I don't. Other people. I don't like pranks because I don't want them done to me. If there was some sort of prank immunity, I might go the other way. But I don't want the payback that comes. Charlie never never goes back at Lucy. Charlie's got never goes back. Does not have backbone, her any man. response at all. So even as a Lucy person, I love the anything that gets people to do something that could help someone else is a very good idea. T-shirt, cookie, juice box, whatever it is, <laughs> set it up. Good job, him. Would you give your T-shirt blood? Uh, I am very bad at injections and giving blood, so, so no. I likely would know. No. <laughs> do they drive around at the trailer or the Winnebago like in the they office? They used to bring do it to the schools. Yeah, they sold the blood mobile. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. blood mobile. Yeah, sure. they would roll up in when I was in college. The blood mobile would show up every once in a while. I do it if they pull it to LA Live. Yeah, well, there you go. There's got to be a clinic you could probably get. If you're listening, you can go sell if you're it somewhere listening, else. Blood Mobile. <laughs> yeah, come on. Stop come, right come outside on, on Olympic and Figueroa. We'll all come out. Looks <laughs> like Hoss, but he's kind of a Lucy guy. <laughs> Put that on my headstone. <laughs> Looked like Hoss, more of a Lucy ethos. <laughs> like that a lot. Hey, why am I okay with that? Shouldn't be okay with that, but I am. The Rams have the second lowest win total, according to one expert. Should they try to get even lower? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710. ESPN. Hey, if you're looking for that new Silverado, you know, you know it just flashed on the uh, TV over your head. Sleeve. What do you got? You know what today is the anniversary of uh, April 13th? Kobe's 60 point game in his last game. Mm. Yeah, I, I. It was. I obviously got to see him play in person quite a bit, but that I, I was not there for the 81. I was not lucky enough to be there for any of the, the championships or any of those things. But I was there for that. And even though there were some weird circumstances involved in it, that still was one of the more 
unbelievable things I've ever seen with my own two eyes where a guy 20 years in last game and by the way got off to a really slow start in that game I think people forget that part yeah like getting to 30 it's like is he gonna get the okay then it's also can he get to 40 is he gonna get to 50 he got to 60 happened today that's one of the few things that has popped up by the way anytime anybody says hey is there a sporting event that stands out to you that you've ever been to that's one of the greatest actually that came up a lot in the last couple of weeks because I'm there for the final four state hits a buzzer beater and they go to the, the national championship um that's one of those games where that's one of the few things where I stop and watch that when it's on the Kobe game. Yeah, there's on YouTube sometimes it will just feed you whatever it's feeding, and it will just like randomly Kobe's last game, or you're on NBA TV, Kobe's last game. The reaction, the thing I think about the most is the reaction of either people we know, Snoop, and it's Denzel, and it's this. Or people we've never seen before. Just nobody can sit down, hands yeah. on the head. The reaction of the players. I always remember, remember Tark Black? Sure. It was Tark Black, right? Um, there was right after the game, and you know, you got everybody, everybody hugging. Kobe's hugging D'Angelo, and I think it's Clarkson and Randall, and it's all these guys. And I just remember Tark Black behind him kept saying, that's how you do it, OG. That's how you do it. I just thought it was like the, I don't know, it was somebody that, was probably so for him a player to be on that team and seeing Kobe do that. He's gonna be he's gonna be telling that story for I so know, many years. I know, and there are a lot of great players. Like you're gonna see great players if you go to an NBA game. There are great players on the court. Then there are legends. Kobe's in that second class, right? He's and then there's an even higher level mm. than that, which is all right. Everybody wants you to put on a show. Everybody's expecting you to put on a show. That this is the stage, and I'm going to put on a show. And, and you over-deliver. And you over-deliver. Kobe had that. Mm-hmm. Jordan had that. Like, I think of Ted Williams, right? And this is a million years ago. He had a home run in his final at-bat in the major leagues. He was an old man, right? And he just like, yeah, okay, it's my last one. All right, let me, let me pay a little attention here. Kobe, last game here. Kobe's last year was not great. Right, like if you go back and look at the, oh, of course, not. Yeah. it was it was not great. It was a goodbye tour. It was a goodbye was. tour. Yeah. Yes. Well, and then I was like, okay, this last one. Everybody in basketball is watching this. I got one more in me, and I can summon it up when I have to have it. The tiger can do that, right? There are so few guys that have that gear. There are great players, yeah, but there's you can count them in a couple of handfuls. I'll give, and I think this is. Wasn't it Derek Jeter got a final hit, got a walk-off hit in his final yeah. game? There's just you're right. There's certain moments where Jeter's it's like one of those you know this person's probably going to do something special. Why? Because this person has done something special their entire career. It's probably too late to kind of walk back the Haas thing. I think that's going to stick, unfortunately. But how about this one? This is from Crash Override, who says I could cosplay as Buttermaker from uh, Bad News Bears. I'm about the right edge. I like to have a few beers. I like baseball. I could. If it really wanted me to, I could probably drink enough beers to pass out on a Little League mound if that's what we're looking for. I could do that, or is it is it Haas and that's not going anywhere? I think he's a little too old for you. Is he a little too old for me? You're the one who said not that according you don't to want Sandoval. to be 63. Well, so not according to like Kurt Sandoval. Look up how old Walter Matthau was in 1975. Dude, I'm terrible at birthday math, but that's that's. I bet you he's a lot younger than you think he is. I bet you he was... In his late 40s or early 50s at that point. And unfortunately, that's where I am in the Travis Rogers story, Slee. Haas is like 25 in that picture. I'll take that as far as an age thing goes. It's just more of a essence thing with Haas that I'm a little uncomfortable with. Haas, put it this way. 
Haas got tricked a lot in Bonanza. Like like Haas was the he one. He was 55. That, he was 55. Yeah, so close. Yeah. Close. But Haas was always the one going, yeah, sorry, little Joe. They tricked me again. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I don't want to be. You want tricked. to be right. I don't want to be. I, I'm okay with not being involved in these comparisons, right? I don't want to be the guy that's as easily tricked. Emily, what's our snake draft coming up? So our snake da- draft in honor of Coachella mm. is going to be things that other people like that we will never do. I'm it's gonna, a snake draft. I'm going to pick first. Did for somebody sleep? already take Coachella cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> that's number one for Al. Snake draft coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.